You cannot catch a virus. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey, Truth Hooligans, Big Country here from the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. Listen, guys, we have had one hell of a time recently with editing the show, making sure everything lined up correctly. We're having some issues with our hosting uh, site that we use to record the episode, so that's why you didn't get one this week. However, we did have a couple episodes that we had in our back pocket that we weren't sure if we're going to release on the main show, but here they are. So you're going to get three episodes this week. Uh, two of them are from our lives from Rockfin. If you didn't get a chance to catch those, here's going to be the audio edition of them. Uh, one other one is from the Patriot Podcast Network launch. Uh, we were kind of in and out of that one as well, but this is a great opportunity for you guys to see what shows are on there, what's the content that people are going to be talking about, checking out some different shows, opening yourself up to what we're doing over there at the Patriot Podcast Network because uh, it's going to be huge and it's growing by the minute. So if you haven't checked out the Facebook group for that Patriot Podcast Network, I warn you, it's a cesspool of adult children crying about absolutely nothing. Uh, so you can follow us on there, and that is basically just to promote the channel, promote the shows that are on there. Uh, please make sure you add the Patriot Podcast Network to your Roku player Boom! Hit that hit hit that channel. Add it to your add it to your own player. Um, it's like I said, man. It's gonna be big. Um, uh, check out Rockfin.com/slash WB Conspiracies. Okay, I'm going live on there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. So a lot of exclusive content that's gonna be on the Rockfin Premium. We're shooting for that goal in 2022 to have 10% of our original 7,000 that 7,000 followers sign up for our premium content. So please check that out. So without further ado, guys, enjoy this episode from the live episode that we did this week. And you have two more coming out this week. So we will get that other main episode sorted out and then you'll get a fourth episode because that's how we do it. So guys, enjoy. Uh, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Hey, Hooligans Big Country here. want to tell you about our newest channel that we launched on Twitch. That's right. Come hang out with the Hooligans, the OGs, the Truth Hooligans, your boys, Big Country, Boya, Chris, to come play some video games, have some fun. Guys, go to twitch.tv slash WBConspiracies, where we're going to be streaming every Saturday afternoon. 
come hang out with us, jump in the party, play some games, have some fun, connect with us, and talk some conspiracies, true crime, maybe a little Bigfoot, maybe, I don't know, absolutely, we will see you guys there. Hey, Truth Hooligans, this is Big Country here with another announcement for a new affiliate by Longevity, one of our favorites. Listen, Ryan Alexander, you know him, the health guru who's been on the show multiple times, put together a special whiskey pack for you guys at a wonderful, wonderful price and gives you a free gift. Check it out. In this pack, you get Beyond Osteo FX, plant-derived minerals, one Beyond Tangy Tangerine, and Ultimate EFA Plus 90 capsules. That's four items for basically a discounted price. And what he's doing is throwing in a free gift for your support, a free gift to you guys, any book that you want on their list. You can check out the list on the link and check out this special with the link in the episode description below. Trust me, you guys are going to love this product. I use these products every single day, every single month, and it's going to blow you away. This is a deal you have to check out. So please be sure to click the link in the description of this episode. Become a hooligan, take advantage of the whiskey special, and get a free book by your boy, Ryan Alexander. So check it out today. Hooligans, what is up? Big country from the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy podcast. Check it out, guys. As we announced, not going to be running ads on our show very, very soon in the near future. So this is the purpose of this announcement. We need your guys' support now more than ever. We don't want to run these BS corporate bullshit ads anymore about McDonald's cheeseburgers and getting the jibbity-jab, jabbity-jib. Okay, so we're going to need your support. And one of the big pushes that we are doing right now is for you to go on over to rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash W-B conspiracies. Create that profile and pay the $9.99 a month for the premium content. Listen, if you aren't familiar with Rockfin, it is a YouTube killer. Okay, killer. They do not censor their content creators. If our show ever gets pulled that is where you will find us exclusively okay rockfin and it, listen with the premium content it's 9.99 a month okay i know there's some hooligans out there right now that are paying 25.97 a month for two different only fans accounts you need to knock that shit off okay you need to take that red pill you need to join the hooligans on the nebuchadnezzar and when you pay that 10 bucks a month you're not only supporting our show but you're supporting every other content creator out there listen the heavy hitters are on rockfin okay tinfoil hat jaronism jason burmis ricky verandis beyond classified uh odd tv conspiracy castle we don't smoke the same eric dubay slow news day uh conspiracy social club uh i mean the list goes on and on jimmy Dore. Right, zero Charlie Robinson, Truth Zilla, legit bat. I mean Abby Martin. I mean everybody is here. Grimerica, Union of the Unwell. I could sit there and go on for about an hour. Okay, I'm not going to do that to you guys. But this is the huge push that we're doing this year in 2022 to launch the show to the moon, which is not a physical location, even if it was. I'm just using that for the argument. So head on over to Rockfin.com 
sign up for the premium content and make sure you hit that subscribe button on our channel. You get notifications for all of our videos that are free every week, but exclusive premium content that we are uploading every single week, including a few episodes that you will not hear anywhere else but on the Rockfin Premium page. And our goal for this year is to hit 10% of our original 7,000 followers on Rockfin to get signed up. That's 700 of you guys spending 10 bucks, jumping on the Nebuchadnezzar. We're going to be doing a lot of exclusive things through the premium uh, live shows. You guys can call and have a chat with us, but this is a, a huge thing for us. And it would be so amazing if you could help us reach this goal and help everybody else who is a content creator on Rockfin because they love us. We love them and we love you guys, which is why we do what we do. So be sure to as soon as this episode is over, head over to Rockfin, create that account, pay the $9.99 a month. You are not going to be disappointed. So we will see you there, Truth Hooligans, on the Nebuchadnezzar at rockfin.com slash WB Conspiracies. Hey, Hooligans, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Mud Water. That's right. It's a coffee alternative made with organic ingredients that is good for your health and for your performance. Listen, are you guys addicted to caffeine like I am? But does caffeine even keep you awake anymore? Or do you just drink it to avoid the headache like I do? Check it out. With one-seventh the caffeine as a cup of coffee, you get focus, energy, immunity without the jitters, crash, and the dependency. Okay, mud fuels your morning ritual in a way that will make you Spartans smile in the Buddha proud. 100% USDA certified organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, kosher, vegan, Whole30 approved. What can go wrong? What can be better than this? Listen, if you're trying to get off coffee, trying to get away from the jitters, the headaches, the dependency of caffeine, give mud water a try. Click on the unique link that is going to be in the description of this episode to get you some mud water and crack that dependency today. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. What is up, everybody? Big Country here from the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, we are live right now on our Rockfin Premium channel, so if you are watching on Rockfin, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I have a very special guest jumping in-house with me tonight. He was actually going to be on the show with me last night. That was my fault. I had a, a mix-up in scheduling. I didn't hit him up, and he was busy. So I'm going to bring him in right now and uh, let him introduce himself, and we'll get it cracking for you guys. What's well, hello up there? What's going on? Not much, man. How you doing? Good, brother. How are you? I'm living the dream, I think. <laughs> right? That's the goal, right? That's the goal. I don't know what I don't know if I'm doing it either, but I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. You live in somebody's dream. 
uh, man, I'm, 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 you said it best. And, uh, and so, um, <clears throat> so we're, we're live right now and I wanted to just get it cracking. Cause I know you're, you're tight on your schedule as am I, um, I like walked in the door about an hour ago from a side job I was rocking. So, um, dude, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then we'll just kind of go from there. I am the Mad Hatter. Man, I am uh, Hatter Will Happen on Instagram, Hatter underscore will underscore happen. Um, I'm just a dude trying to figure out how to get through the day. Yeah, um, right. I uh, do a little podcasting here and there. Getting I'm in the process of getting mine off the ground. Um, I think sheer laziness is probably about the only reason that I have for not uh, <laughs> having that going already. Right. Um, but like I said uh, last week or the week before, man, it, it started feeling like work. So I just kind of quit doing it. You know, yeah. it's something that I do for for fun. And when I'm called to talk, I talk. But um, it just I have a hard time doing things um, that aren't what I want to do. I guess, <laughs> I right. guess that's what I'm trying to say. Hey, man, you'd be surprised. A lot of people think that, you know, a, a podcast is just you like hook up a microphone and then record and then you're awesome. And, and to the extent that's what it is for a lot of people, but there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know? There sure is. And I mean, I, again, I don't have mine set up yet, but I do, you know, a, couple guest appearances a week and it's it's taxing energetically to uh to talk man it, it takes yeah. a lot more out of you than what i realize you know you listen to it's really easy to listen to a podcast you know and it doesn't sound like it's that hard but you get on and you start talking and after a couple hours man you're pretty drained yeah yeah absolutely i, I noticed that we, we recently switched up our schedule because we do we have a main podcast and we do that uh, we record mondays it releases every friday morning uh but doing these new lives every night that I've been doing. And it's like, I only go live for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half at most. And by the end of that, like, I'm like, man, my throat's dry. I need, I need to lay down. I'm sleepy. And you know, you put so much energy into your message. It really does put a drain on you. I, I get what you're saying there for sure. Well, exactly. I tried. I mean, there was one time I did two in the same day and it was just like the, the energy that went into the first one definitely affected the second one. And it was like, right. okay, I'm good for one a day. That's it. I can only do about two or three of them a week. And, uh, it, it, it's tough, man. So respect for going on every night, um, doing this. It sounds like you do another one on Monday. So that's probably a two a day for you on Monday. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's taxing for sure. And, and I mean, uh, you know, the ultimate goal that with where we started with our show, like th there was four hosts, a different name, and we were in a shed recording on, on a cell phone. Uh, and then now it's just become this thing. And, and our objective is to is to do it full time. And uh, and we're working towards that. Right. So you put out more content, better quality sounding audio, video editing and all that stuff that goes into it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, man, the, what, the reason I wanted to have you on the show tonight, because I just kind of it was probably a random message that you got from me. Um, was I heard you on uh, the Big Dumb podcast? He had you on talking about uh, crystals, and then you guys got kind of got into um, birth certificates, maritime law versus uh, you know the law that we operate under right now. And it was I was like, oh man, I got to talk to this guy about all of those topics. And um, ten 
give or take 10 years ago, I knew all about that stuff. I, I stumbled across that topic. I was sitting in junior college. I was sitting in art class and I had a little mini, uh, it was like a netbook. It was a little mini laptops. And I had this uh, website that popped up and I was reading about it. And I was like, holy Santa Claus shit. And then I started reading more and more and more. And 10 years ago, I knew everything there was to fucking know about it. But um, so, but let's start with, with, with what you're talking to. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm blanking on his name. I feel Kyle. <laughs> thank you. Holy cow. <laughs> Kyle's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um with crystals and, and how you got into that world and how it affects your life and how it could affect others' lives? Um, well, long story short on crystals, um, I was going through some shit. I, I can say shit, right? Yeah, yeah, you're saying okay. you're free country, um, baby. Let it loose. Let it loose. I, I had some stuff going on, and uh, I, was, I was gifted this uh, chunk of amethyst, and um i noticed basically and 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 the person who gave me this it was it was a really weird scenario we hung out for a little bit uh really enjoyed each other and then she gifted me this rock and neither one of us wanted anything to do with the other one after that so it's like <laughs> the universe had this really weird way of, of of delivering me this stone that i was meant to have and sure um, sure <clears throat> so i realized that like when i held this thing it it made a difference right it was it, it was like a kind of a cleansing feeling and i mean i didn't know anything about metaphysical properties of stones or anything i just noticed that like i was holding on to this crystal like a lot right and then i really and it was like totally subconscious and then i realized i was carrying this thing in my pocket um and i don't i mean i i wear pretty skinny jeans dude so like a big chunk of amethyst in my pocket was not yeah. Like it was noticeable and I was trying to figure out why I was carrying this stupid thing. And so, um, I decided to start reading about it and it just, I kind of fell down this rabbit hole of, um, metaphysics and vibration and kind of universal chemistry. And, um, I came across the name Marcel Vogel, who was a very big name in, um, he was, he was a lead res- researcher for IBM for like 27 years and, okay. uh, realized that like our hard drives are made of quartz crystal and like our processors are made of, of, of crystal. And it's a very specific, you know, very specific type. And, um, Vogel spent a lot of time. So, you know, when you're, when you're interacting with a computer, you're talking to this rock, right. And yeah, right, you're, right, right. You're speaking in this, this computer language to this rock that's processing energy and, and, and information. And it just, it absolutely blew my mind. And then, um, Vogel came at it from a very sciencey perspective in that, uh, he, he wanted to measure the vibrations and then, then, then figure out how those vibrations affected, the human vibration and how those vibrations metabolize differently in different people. And um, kind of what started the whole process for him was like, if I can input information and energy into a crystal with a computer and the brain is just an organic supercomputer, then why can't I do the same thing with my brain? So he developed this protocol for uh, charging crystals and programming crystals and all kinds of stuff that just, it it really intrigued me. Um, And so I just read, everything I could about, uh, about crystals. And, and, uh, somewhere along that line, I stumbled upon, uh, hermeticism, which was a, uh, major life change for me. I was, I was raised very religious and kind of 
it, it, organized religion wasn't for me. And I kind of ran from that and put spirituality in the same box. Um, right. So finding hermeticism kind of, kind of felt like home for me and um, kind of taught me how to alchemize my experience. And then I was able to kind of use crystals and, and, and that, and kind of apply that to the alchemy that I already had going on. Um, it's hard to explain what it, what it feels like. Right. But I can tell you that um, we carry as people uh, a specific vibration, right. And your vibration sure. is determined by, um all kinds of things your energy your intention um and the, the universe kind of reciprocates that so what you're putting out is what you're going to get back and crystals carry a specific vibration and so when you bring a crystal into your auric field right its vibrations are going to kind of mesh with your vibrations and create a new vibration which is going to create a new response from the universe which is going to give you a different experience than what you started with right okay that makes sense <clears throat> so not the same crystals do the same thing for everybody um again we all carry carry different vibrations and so <clears throat> uh the chakras are a really easy way to kind of decide what type of crystal you enjoy working with and you can kind of gear it that way some people kind of live in the upper chakras in the higher vibrations and so they tend to be attracted to uh, crystals that affect the lower chakras, whereas some people that are very grounded and and kind of live in the lower chakras tend to be attracted to higher vibrational crystals. Um, yeah. The idea being like we all kind of subconsciously try to find this heart space, right? You have three upper and three lower chakras, and then you have the heart that's in the middle. And so if your natural vibrations are up here, you're going to be attracted to stones that are down here that's going to kind of draw you to that heart space. Okay. Um, which isn't really something that, I mean, I know that for me, it wasn't like, I'm trying to find the heart space. It was just like, I was drawn to this and I was drawn to this and I was drawn to this. And then in doing research and, you know, figuring out kind of how energy and vibration worked and then comparing that to, to other people. Um, because people ask me all the time, like, where do I start? You know, what's, what's the first crystal that I buy? Right. Which I don't sure. like the answer. Right. Because I, I mean, I can tell you, what crystal I bought first and what it did for me, right. Or how I choose crystals, which is basically, I just go in there and get drug around. But the last thing I want to do is put some preconceived notion in somebody's head, like, Oh, amethyst is great to work with as you're for a bloodstone, you know, and have you go in there thinking that that's what you need. When in reality, if you just go into a crystal shop and you, you know, you buy what you're attracted to, and then you go research that afterwards, right. It's going to make a lot of sense. I mean, it's, it's foolproof. I have yet to have somebody, I'm, I mean, literally not one person yet has not gone, bought the stone they were attracted to, read about it, and then been like, man, I'm actually kind of good at this, right? Because we all are. Right, right. So it's, it's an intuitive thing, um, which takes practice. Uh, but for me, that's more about getting out of your own way than anything else. Like you, you have your brain and you have your mind, right? Which are two separate, separate things. People we're taught that our brain is what comes up with all these thoughts. The brain isn't capable of producing a single thought. The brain is an amplifier of thought or like an antenna, right? It's your consciousness or the mind that's producing these thoughts and using the brain to project that thought <clears throat> into this, you know, physical experience that we, that we take part in. And so um, we tend to humanize things or rationalize things in the brain to try to make them make sense. Uh, right. But what we use as a, 
kind of a, uh, how we determine what makes sense is what we've been taught. And right. what we're taught is not conducive to a, um, a happy or a, 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 a fulfilled, a spiritually fulfilled experience, you know? Um, right. Yeah. We're kind of taught sure. to be drones. And yeah. so we try to convert everything to, to this drone, you know, mentality yeah. that we've. Right. This system. Exactly. Which is, which is the opposite of what you're trying to do. You want to keep that brain out of it and operate in that, that vibration from the mind or the higher self and kind of let that direct us um, as opposed to the brain. Right. And then and, and let me ask you this too. In your research, it, does it also have something to do with any kind of electrical charge? Because I believe, I'm, so by trade, I'm an electrician and I'm also a flat earther. Oh my God. But I've always believed that the earth has a charge, some kind of electrical charge, and humans do too, and it interacts with one another, which is why walking outside barefoot uh, is is a very good feeling. And there's, I think there's a reason why they gave us rubber-soled shoes. Absolutely. For, You're the only, for, the only other person I've heard say that. that <laughs> I oh, think without a shoes, doubt. They're I a mean, conspiracy. <clears throat> yeah, right. God, these fucking shoes. Um <laughs> But it, I, I heard this from a foreman one time, a very intelligent man, and, and he said that as far as electricity goes, we know how to harness it, we know how to manipulate it, we know how to work with it, but we have no idea what it is. Right. We have no clue what it is. Right. And to, back to your point about like we, our mind, we try to we try to put everything into this box, and we're in the box because we were taught to live in the box. And I always make this joke about. They still teach kids in school that Ben Franklin went outside with a kite and got hit with lightning and was like, oh, fucking electricity and shit. I'm like, yeah. that's not what happened. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that's it's usually a... what I say about the stuff that comes on the news. Like, I don't know the truth. I just know that that's not it. Like, I just know that right. what they told us is not the truth, which is how I feel about the Earth model. I'm more of a cellular cosmology guy. I like the crater sure. Earth theory. Um, but uh, the only thing that I'm certain of is that it's not what we're told. Now, as far as your electric Earth question, are you familiar with piezoelectricity? No, no. Fill me in. Okay, so... Uh, a, a piezoelectric because piezoelectric is basically it can hold a charge or can produce a charge, right? So, um, like rutilated quartz, for example, has rutile in it, which is uh, metallic and can 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 transfer a charge, right? So, in our in, in in certain watches, piezoelectric quartz is used, and there's a spring in there, and that spring comes around and 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 will depress or I guess the opposite of depress, it will push on this, this piezoelectric quartz and it will produce a charge. Okay. Uh -huh. An electric charge, which there are piezoelectric deposits all over the earth. Right. And they're connected by this gigantic conductor, right. Which is the ocean. Okay. Okay, so as uh -huh. awesome as grounding is, it doesn't matter how shitty a day you're having. If you go and you put your feet in the ocean, that's a full reset. Like, yes, that's a hard reset. And I think that's because of this gigantic piezoelectric network that's connected by and, and water is a great conductor, but salt water is a really, really good conductor. Right. Yes. And 
when you really dig into the meat and bones of it, like the <clears throat> earth solid to fluid ratio is almost exactly the same as the solid to fluid ratio in the human body. Right. Okay, and then the yes, salt yes. content of the ocean is almost exactly the same as the salt content of the human body. Right. Oh, and man, so that's, that's makes so much, I don't mean to cut you off cause you're on know. a good one. Hold that thought because what's very interesting is, is, is uh, we, we, our first guest on our show we ever had is guy's name is Ryan Alexander, super intelligent guy. He's like a, a health guru kind of guy. He drastically changed my life and my wife's life, which is a whole sidebar. But basically, his his whole spiel, whenever he goes on anyone's shows or, or anything like that, is you need to fire your doctor because everything that they're telling you is inaccurate. So this idea in, in many mainstream health courses, doctors, they say, avoid salt. Salt's bad for you. Well, okay, in a processed food environment where they use nothing but salt, yeah, you're probably getting too much, but too much of anything is bad for you. On the opposite side, if I'm like, hey, man, like, well, I got a stomach ache or this is going on. He's like, yeah, drink, drink a, a glass full of salt water and then drink it until you can't drink it anymore because it's too salty. And it's going to probably non-iodized salt, I would assume. Yes, 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 absolutely. So th so as you're saying, this is like that's the picture I'm getting of what he's talking about. I mean, there's so much more to it, but uh, I'm like, that's that's spot on i mean it's all connecting you know what i mean well right and i think that the two main things that really matter as far as true health is your your sodium level right because you need to stay you you need to stay in balance right there's yes. this cosmic balance with <clears throat> us and the earth and the universe and everything um and for energy you know energy is never created or destroyed it's just transferred and so for us to be a good medium for this energy to transfer to take place we have to have the right biochemistry right and so between your sodium content and your ph level right because we're all most humans are very acidic because yes. of the diet that we eat um and so which is why like alkaline foods are so important and alkaline diet, right? Like we, we were taught to fear cancer and we're taught to fear sickness, but like a pathogen can't grow. And, and, and for those unfamiliar with viral pathology, like you don't catch a virus, a virus. Yeah. Is a, yeah. Well, it's a protein yeah. that occurs on the blood cells that they test for, which is why we test for viruses because they're easy to detect. But what you catch according to the germ theory is a pathogen, Right. A pathogen cannot grow or survive in an alkaline state. And this is assuming that germ theory is legit, right? Which is this not. is what exactly. But this is textbook germ theory. A pathogen cannot survive in an alkaline setting, right? And neither can cancer. Cancer cannot survive in an alkaline state. <clears throat> so it's like, and then when you look at the standard American diet and everything, and I'm no nutritionist, but I know that like the more processed bullshit that we put into our bodies, like the less healthy we're going to be, right? And they, they make it super hard to eat organic. They make it super hard to eat healthy. They make it super easy and cheap and available to eat fast food. Yeah. Right? Which is what keeps us in the in the the pharmaceuticals industry. It's what keeps what what keeps them employed and like how the earth and why cell earth and why crater earth is so appealing to me is like hermeticism teaches this micro macro thing right the micro is the macro and so i see as opposed to us 
living on the earth, right? Like I see the earth as a cellular organism and we are cells inside the earth. We are a part of it. We are the earth, right? Just like a petri dish. Exactly. Just like cells inside of us, they have a nucleus and they have electrons and they have protons and they have neutrons that all exist inside this cell. So us and the trees and everything that exists here are like protons and neutrons existing inside this larger cell. And I think that the earth is a cell inside a much larger organism, whether you want to call that source or, or God or whatever. Like, I think that we exist inside this gigantic organism and that, that, which is why I have a hard time with space and everything else is because I believe that we're an, an enclosed cellular deal i don't think you get in a freaking rocket ship and fly 93 million light years away you know, I think <laughs> yeah if you're gonna don't travel you... somewhere you're talking about exceeding the speed of light which to do something like that now you're talking about bending space and time which we're not talking about traveling we're talking about interdimensional shit at this point yeah. right but you can't so, you can't bend time because it's it's a social construct false? right time right yeah time is not a linear moving object well it, yeah it's it's uh, uh, means of enslavement. Correct. Correct. And and I want to get back to real quick before we kind of change gears here, because um, I, I do want to keep to an hour for you um, to germ theory. So I was introduced uh, a few years back to Dr. Thomas Cowan, and he was the one that you might have seen the video. He got kind of famous when he was talking about COVID and he was talking about 5G, the exposure to the EMF the radiation. And he said, he said back in the early 1900s, when they were doing this, uh, these studies about, uh, the Spanish flu, they would put a bag over a sick horse's head, let the bat that the horse sneeze in the bag, put it on the healthy horse's head. And they couldn't transfer a virus because the virus has never been successfully isolated. Not one of them. Right. And very early on in COVID, uh, I kept saying this on the show as well as my co-host too, that I remember when I was a kid, I was sick a lot when I was a kid and, and my belief it's, it was from vaccine damages, which I could, I, I don't know if I could prove that. I don't think I can prove that now, but that's just my belief. But I remember going to the doctor and they would say, you have a virus. There's nothing we can do for you. You got to let it run its course. We right. can treat the symptoms. We can make you feel a little better, but we can't cure a virus because a virus is a non-living. It's not a living organism. It needs a host and it's it's unique to your DNA uh, because your body says, OK, I got toxins. I've got this. I'm unbalanced. I need to get rid of it. When your symptoms are caused by the body trying to expel. <clears throat> said yeah. Virus, yeah. Right? Fever. So mucus, the virus that's making you yeah. sick. It's your body that's making you sick. Correct. Yeah. Which is just like allergies, like histamines are something that the body produces. So you're not, the grass isn't making you itch. Your body is making you itch, trying to get rid of the, whatever it is that your body doesn't like. And that was something that I'm glad you brought that up, man. I feel like we're like connecting. I don't know if we have like a crystal that meets in our mind right now or something like that. <laughs> but I was thinking about this the other day. Cause um, I, I mean, I grew up with uh, pretty much I'm cause I believe in God. I, I'm like, I'm allergic to everything fucking God put on this planet, except for like seven things. Now, as I've gotten older, they've gotten a lot better. I've, I've outgrown a lot of things. I've, I've introduced a lot more things to my body. But my wife and I, we also eat. Um, we're gluten-free, non-GMO, organic. Um, I would say probably about 95%. I mean, it's hard to be like 100% gluten-free. Right. You're like, okay, eat a sandwich today. Um, but I was thinking to myself, like, it doesn't make sense that I'm allergic to this grass. 
right? It's just a seed that comes in the ground and then it sprouts this little bush plant thing and it's grass. I'm like, why am I allergic to that? Or is it that I'm allergic to the chemicals that they put in the grass or the chemicals that they put in the soil that somehow there's some type of reaction that's happening with this specific seed and the chemicals that are in the ground or the chemtrails in the sky. And my body's like, I don't like what has chemically happened between that mixture. So you need to stay away from it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that I makes know sense. I know exactly but... what you mean. And uh, <clears throat> I'll answer your question with a question. Let's get personal. Um, Let's do it. Did you breastfeed as a child? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Yes. Because I'm allergic to all kinds of shit. And I did. Okay. And there's a strong correlation between the immunities that you get during breastfeeding as a child and the allergies that you have. Now, the other thing that I would ask is, do you know your blood type? No. Okay. So I am, are you familiar with RH factor, the rhesus gene? Oh RH yeah. My wife, my wife, my wife's, yeah. My wife's got the Nephilim blood in her. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, she's RH negative. So rheumatism and allergies are very common in RH negative blood. Okay. And you could make the argument that that's because our, we're not designed for this environment. Right. If you want to talk alien blood or whatever, um, now we're getting into it. Here we go. <laughs> the fact is like, <clears throat> again, just like anything else, like we actually have very strong immune systems, right? We're taught that our, our immune systems are weak and that's why we have rheumatism and that's why we have allergies, but they're actually overactive. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is why we have problems. I've got rheumatoid arthritis. I've got like there's there's all kinds of issues that are caused because I am O negative RH negative. Right. And <clears throat> anybody who says that it's not a big deal or it doesn't matter, like there are major, major differences between RH positive and RH negative humans. Huge. Right. Huge. Uh, extra vertebrae, different operating temperatures, uh, different intellect, <clears throat> different intuitive properties. Um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. Right. And, and, and yeah, an RH negative and an RH positive cannot reproduce naturally. Yeah. Like, my, yeah. Okay. So I don't mean to cut you off. You're fine. But my, my wife is RH negative and O negative. And the only way, cause we have a, we have a son now he's, uh, he's going to turn one next week. Um, the only, the way that we conceived and the birth went naturally, she went all natural cause she's a thug like that. Uh, Gangster. she, she had to have the Rogam shot. So okay. which would, I would assume that means I'm on positive of some sort. I would, I would, would believe. Be, yeah, that's that's why you would need that. So what happens is that you know between like ten and sixteen weeks, the 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 female body will just abort the baby. It realizes it literally realizes that it's incubating a different species and will abort it ten times mm -hmm. out of ten. And mm -hmm. Uh, you know, science will tell you that, that that drug is administered in case there's a bleed in the in in the womb, <clears throat> right? Because if the baby has Rh positive blood and bleeds into the mother, and that gets into the mother's bloodstream, that that will kill it, just like getting a blood transfusion from somebody with the wrong kind of blood. Yeah. Um, which it, it it would not be good if there was a bleed, but I. It, when you look at when you actually get in and look at the science, which is really hard to find because most stuff about the RH RH negative blood type is just scrubbed off the internet. Like when I find something good that I can actually like read and, and, and dive into, I download it, I save it and I get on it like 
right now because I'm talking within a week or two. Most of the time that stuff's just that's gone. Right. Yeah, and dude, I, I have so many hard copy downloads of documentaries that went out on YouTube research documentaries. I'm like, I'm downloading a hard copy because this is going to disappear. You got to. Yeah. I yeah. mean, or else, or else it's just, it, it, it just goes away. And like, when you really look into that and what that is and like, so the United States of America is pretty close to 10% right now, as far as RH negative. Now that's split between a bunch of blood, a bunch of blood types. I think that <clears throat> O negative is like 3%. Um, there's one that's called like AB negative. That's the most rare. That's, mm -hmm. that's like one and a half percent, but it, it, in total in the U S the percentages is, is, is down near 10%. It was close to 15, closer to 15% about 10 years ago, but this is something that's disappearing rapidly yeah. because, uh, it's a, it's a double recessive trait. So if both parents aren't RH negative then the chances of the kid being RH negative are almost zero. Right. Um, and, and some people will tell you that it is zero, but there are concentrations like in the Bosque region um, <clears throat> of Spain, I think. And then in the Middle East, they're up at like 45 percent. Right. And so what this tells me, <clears throat> I'm of the belief that this is a very old blood type, which isn't really disputed e even in science. Right. It's they don't know where it came from. They don't know why it is. They just know it's really old. It's that Nephilim blood, baby. Well, and when you start really digging into um, kind of esoteric interpretations of the Bible and the the, the book of Genesis and uh, uh, Enoch and, and, and Enoch, exactly. You know, when the, I'm not a huge Bible guy, but I studied a lot as a child. And, you know, they're when when they talk about creating eve from adam right they talk about creating eve with his flank right we're, we're taught that it's rib right but that word is used three other times in the bible and some a lot of people don't know that if a word only appears once in the bible we have no idea what it means because the bible is the oldest form of like hebrew that we have uh -huh. access to so we have to take this word and then compare it to other usages and that's how we're able to figure out what this word means Right. right. Well, the, this word for rib was used two other times in the Bible, and it was used to describe the flank of an army. Right. Well, a flank is half an army, dude. We're not talking about a rib. We're talking about half of Adam at this point. Right. And <clears throat> then so they take half of Adam and they create it. And it says, let us create him in our image. Right. And so that sounds like half a dude and half a dude. You know what I'm saying? And creating right. this, this separate entity. And so and when, when you research RH positive, it doesn't go back very far. You can only trace that blood type back. I think it's like 600 years. Dude, right. And when you look into all the resets that have taken place and everything, wow. and then the orphan trains and the... Oh, the, now know, we're getting deep, baby. Now it, we're getting deep. There's some meat on that bone, man, and we don't know everything. And so, I mean, True. I'm kind of of the belief that this place was populated um with this new uh whatever you want to call it, iteration of 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 humans um and it has kind of i i can't use the word exterminated because i don't think they're actively being persecuted but i think that they're there it's just being watched disappear and in another hundred years this this RH negative at the, at the rate that it's going could be completely gone, you know, and then there'll yeah. be no way to study it. So, 
Dude, fascinating, and and I want to I want to ask you about that too, or, or or say something about it as far as the the resets and the orphan trains go. But I, but I wanted to make a, a point to you in this, and you might find this very interesting. So, um, to to your question about was I breastfed? Yes, I was, and I had no problem with breast milk. Um, I am, however, anaphylactic to cow's milk, and I've been that way ever since I went from breast milk to cow's milk. Well been that way my whole life. And so in 2019, my wife and I took a belated honeymoon to Ireland. Uh, this is right before COVID kicked off, you know, three or four months later. And so we're in Ireland and they have this specific system that they use to source the ingredients of their food, uh, more or less for safety reasons. But you go to a restaurant and then it'll have a chart on the side and it'll say, um, one is dairy, two is wheats, three is nuts, four is whatever, right? So you pick an item on the menu and then it'll tell you what it is, you know, uh, uh, lamb, 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 whatever with some sides and it'll say one, five and seven. And then you check the chart. Oh, one, five. Oh, it's got milk. I can't have that. Right. So pick something else. So what they do in that country, at least is uh, probably other countries, but specifically Ireland if an animal has to be given an antibiotic of any kind, they cannot use it for any kind of milk. They can't use it for meat. They can't use it for anything. I think that's so great. An, so I had dairy over there. Irish, Irish butter. I had Irish butter. No anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Well, and when you research like the tolerances in milk, dude, the amount of blood that's allowed to be in it and the amount of pus that's allowed, it's not, there's like a 10% allowance for like blood mucus and pus that's allowed to go into your milk. And I do cheese, right? Cause it doesn't have any lactic acid in it. I do butter, but I will not drink milk, dude. Like, I don't think we're supposed to. I, well, it, name one other animal in nature that drinks another animal's milk, dude. It, uh, it, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, and um, it's the the human animal is a very special thing, right? Yes. And I think that we're coached to exist in these low vibrations, and and you know, sold into debt slavery at a very young age to keep us from realizing. You know, we go back to the Earth model. People say, "Well, why would they lie about it? Why would they lie about it?" In my opinion, the whole lie is to perpetuate this idea that you are meaningless. Right. right. That you are just uh, you were a single celled organism that turned into a newt, you know, that crawled out of the water, that stood up and got, you know, got smart. And so we're just a bunch of yeah. apes on a ball that's spinning through infinite space, you know, and there's a million other things. So you're just this cosmic accident, dude, as opposed to the truth, which is, you know, we are divine co-creators that are here, you know, and it, whether you subscribe to the kind of the Buddhist ideology where we are all, we are all gods or whether you're more we are all fractals of God, but we, we have a connection to that source. Right. And we right. are here co-creating this experience, absolutely, um, which is a very special thing. And if, if people start to realize this on a, on a, on a grand scale, then mm -hmm. they lose control. Right. And Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think that's a very scary thing for them. And so, if they can keep us as unhealthy as possible, but alive, but healthy enough to go to work to be able to provide, provide, you know, pharmaceuticals for ourselves, right? Right. And that's that kind of happy space that they all want us to exist in, you know. And I, I kind of see this place as like a, 
<clears throat> like a petri dish, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, where uh, or or like a cattle ranch, really. Right. Like, we are just we're we're livestock, and when the, the herd gets too big, it needs to get cold, which I think is a big part of what's going on uh, right now on a on a worldwide scale. And um, <clears throat> but this is not this place is not designed for us to to grow intellectually or spiritually or or really financially for that matter. I mean, we're designed to exist in this kind of middle class uh, debt slavery where we're easily controlled. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, without a doubt. And and the one point I do want to make about the reset and uh, the orphan trains and stuff. So we were reused to that theory uh i would say within the last year and a half maybe two years tops and um so like on like i'm like my arm my arm sleeved up and i got tattoos all over my chest and whatnot and stuff and so my sleeve is all about my heritage or to what i know of my heritage right so i'm half irish i'm half german and we could trace our german lineage back i think now i think i don't know to 1749 my family came over here on a ship called the dragon from Germany. So I got 1749 tattooed on my arm, my German last name, my, my mom's Irish. So her maiden last name, the Irish name. And then we got into the, the, the reset and the orphan trains and started learning about all this and the Tartaria and stuff like that. And I was like, shit, man, like, did my family really come here in 1749? Or is that just a story that someone picked up and i'm actually an offspring or my or my family's an offspring of the orphans that were brought here from the orphan trip like it kind of messed with me a little bit you know what i mean like i was yeah. like oh man i don't know uh i don't know fucking anything i don't know shit well and right in that area that 1750 to 1800 is when we've i mean for a certain that's when we had our last reset event you know and and the here in the u.s it's kind of referred to as as, as the mud flood Right. But like on all the maps before the 1700s or before the uh, late 1700s, California was an island. Right. And that's what yeah. that Valley is, is where all this silt has washed in. And I've read some really I'm not sure if you're familiar with Andreas Exertus. Um, no, uh -uh. he does some really, really good work on Tartaria and the old world. Um, <clears throat> but a, a point that he brought up was like the gold rush of of, of like the 49ers right that they were team dude that's my team bang, bang over here mining gold right <clears throat> they were over here destroying history and people were getting paid by the federal government to come do these excavations like he's got pictures of dudes with these gigantic fire hoses blasting away like 60 foot of mud and uncovering these old world buildings underneath it right and so the yeah there's there's gold rush could be a lie well there's pictures of them building stonehenge yeah well and stonehenge like they don't even really lie about that they're like well we took the old stones and then we like made new ones and then we we like brought them back here you know it's kind of yeah. like the dinosaurs thing it's like well these aren't real dinosaurs these are casts of dinosaurs and you know like we, yeah we've got the fossils you just can't see them yeah exactly and i i mean that's not to say <laughs> that i don't think that there was some shit back in the day because i mean when you really dig into uh dragons uh right there, there yeah. were 100% dragons, like 100%. Yeah. And so, um, but I think that a lot of the dinosaur narrative is to just promote the, the fossil fuel. Evolution. Yeah. Fossil fuels and stuff and, like that. You know, because they have to create this model of scarcity. If you, if you realize that oil was the lifeblood of the earth and that, 
just like when we bleed, we're going to produce more blood. Like as we draw the oil for it, I'm not saying that fracking is good or any of this shit. I'm just saying like the earth is constantly producing more oil. And so if you found out that oil was free and renewable, you're not going to pay $4.50 for a gallon of gas. Just like if they tell you that you can just pull ether right out of the sky, like Tesla did, or like the old yeah. world did, right? You're not yeah. going to pay $200 a month for an electric bill. And then debt slavery yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. And I love how Einstein just brushed past the ether. I, I love, he's like, oh yeah, it's not there actually. And, well, and, I think and so many, go ahead. I really think Einstein is like, I mean, kind of like Edison, right? Like you had Tesla who was doing this really good work. And then you had Edison who was like built up by the government to be able to overshadow what Tesla's work was. I think Einstein yeah. was the same thing. He was just yeah, absolutely a mouthpiece. You yeah. A hundred percent. Um, you know, with the last let's, 15 minutes or so, why don't we change gears a little bit um, and, and discuss the topic of maritime law and birth certificates and, and all that. And maybe you can just throw to our listeners a quick breakdown of what that is. And I will tell you, I, I try, I didn't try very hard, but I tried to get my wife. I was like, let's not give them a birth certificate and let's not get them a social security card. I didn't it's win that hard. battle. I didn't win that battle, but uh, he is unvaccinated and it will always remain uh, unvaccinated. But so small victories, you know, small victories for us Good there. For um, but yeah, break that down for us, man. Um, and for the record, like if this, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but if this bleeds over an hour, I'm we're fine on my end. Okay, I was just, because I, I, I know you're, you're a busy guy. I know you're talking to Kyle about some stuff you got going on building and stuff like that. And I'm in a trade, so I, I get it and I, I respect I, that. I so. really appreciate it. But if, it, if we go a little long, that's just fine. Um, okay, cool. So as far as like the, the, the different sets of laws, like it, a lot of people talk about how the United States is a corporation, right? That it, that it was corporatized. It's not a country anymore. And what's significant about that is a, a corporation can only do business with other corporations, right? Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to do business with the United States, they had to create corporations for us to be able to represent, to be able to contract with them. Right. But if they told Correct. you like, listen, if we don't create this corporation for you to pretend like you are, then I can't take your money. Then nobody's going to cooperate. So they do it when you're born and how they do that is with a bond that's created upon your birth. So when you're, when, when you're born, the hospital fills out what's called a certificate of live birth. And that gets sent to the federal government. The, the federal government keeps that document and then creates another document called a birth certificate, which is a bond. It's a contract. Mm -hmm. Right. That they send back. And now your name is written in all capital letters. OK, which is significant yep. and on all your tax returns, anything that comes from the bank, anything that is associated with your straw man is what we'll call this. Your your, your legal fiction, which is the corporation that they have created for you to for, for you to act as. Right. It's got the same name as you. They just put a mister in front of it because you don't you don't want to be a mister. Right. Because a mister is dead. That's a that's that's a corporate title right mm -hmm. you are uh, and, and a corporation by definition is non-living so for you to say okay i'm a corporation you have to agree that you're not alive right so as soon as you're born the first thing they do is convince you they, they give you a contract for you to sign and then agree to pretend like you're dead right or missing yep. and lost at sea is how the maritime law works and so Every time you see this name that's in all capital letters, you know that they're not referring to you, the living person. They're referring to you, the corporation, which is why everybody talks about Thomas Paine and how he says, oh, taxation is theft. Well, taxation of a person is theft, but it's totally legal to tax corporations. 
Right. Right. And so if you are convinced that you are the same thing as this, this legal fiction or this straw man identity, then you're just going to do what you're told. But what that straw man does, the, the, the police are a corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Every state is a corporation, which is why we have state of Oregon, Oregon state, state of Washington, Washington state. One is a body of land and the other is a corporation that is created to do business for that body of land. Correct. Correct. And so this yes. corporate identity is what gives them the right to do everything in this experience. It's what gives them the right to put you in prison. It's what gives them the right to, to tax your, your income. It's what gives them a right to tell you that you can't leave the United States, right? Because your citizenship means that you are a citizen of their ship. And that ship is the district of Columbia, which is 10 square miles, which is a foreign country. Mm-hmm. So really, if you are a United States citizen, you are not a citizen of the United States of America, the country. You are a citizen of United States, the corporation, which is a foreign country. And this goes back to when the United States filed bankruptcy, right? When if I'm understanding that correct. Was, and everybody talks about going back to 1878, right? Um, and, or, yes, yes, it's 1878. And um, what happened was the Jim Crow laws were abolished, right? And so you had all, all these free slaves, right, that had rights now. And that wasn't acceptable. And these people didn't know that they were born with natural rights. Okay. When, when we are born, we are born with the right to food, water, shelter, abundance, and transportation between those four things, right? Those are our natural rights that no one can take from us. Okay. But what they did is they went, oh, listen, 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 we want to give you rights. Okay. So we're going to give you these things called civil rights. Okay. And all you have to do is sign right here and become a citizen of our ship. We will give you citizenship, right? And now mm-hmm. you will have civil liberties. Okay. Mm-hmm. So going back to 1878 isn't far enough. We need to go back before that, right? Because what we want is lawful, not legal. There's there's words that are very specific that lets you know that you're getting juked, that this is a setup, right? Legal is one of them. And just like, you know, like, Free people don't vote. They elect. You see what I'm saying? And, yes. and we don't, our, our vote, and this is open. It's common. Like they don't deny that our vote is just a recommendation. They can override it. They don't, it doesn't matter who gets the most votes. They can take that or leave that. Like e- each state has the ability to do that. Yeah. And so right. this, we're taught that this is land of the free, home of the brave, but like, when I started kind of waking up and thinking about what freedom meant to me, it's like, wait, so I'm supposed to trade my time for federal reserve banknotes, which are essentially just a gift card for somebody else's energy. Right. Right. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to trade my energy for a gift card for somebody else's energy. And this entity is going to tax said energy because I was born here. Okay. So I'll just leave. Right. Oh, wait, I can't leave, right? Because I was born here and I need this document from them that says I can cross this invisible line that they drew, right? Because I was born here. So what that sounds like to me is slavery, Mm -hmm. right? You're born here, so you can't leave. And every penny that you make, we're going to get half of or we're going to get a third of, right? It's extortion. And if if I don't pay my taxes, I go to prison and then I'm really a slave. Right. Right. And so this is when sovereignty 
really, really started to become important to me. Um, I, I really started doing some spiritual searching and trying to figure out what was important to me. And my cousin just asked me like, dude, what is it that you want? Right? Like, what is it that you're after? And I didn't know. And after a while it was like freedom. Like, that's all I want. It's not about a big house for me. It's not about a car. It's not about, you know, a bunch of ones and zeros in my bank account. I want freedom. Right. And then I had to think about what does freedom mean to me? Right. And this is when I started to realize that there's not really very many aspects of this experience where we are allowed to be truly free. Mm -hmm. Right. And even a driver's license, for example, like this is a contract that says, I'll be a part of your group. I'll follow your rules and you can find me if I violate these rules. And that's not to say people should be going out and driving crazy, but like you don't need a driver's license to drive. You just have Correct. to be traveling right. as opposed to driving because those are two separate things. Correct. You know, yeah. and so I just started we learning had, my uh, rights. We, we had a... Um... Uh, two guests come on our show. They did a two-part series, and his name was Corey Ibes and Todd McGreevy. And their their research background is two state governments and understanding the difference between the two. And um, one of the gentlemen, Corey Ibes, I believe it was the one that did it. Uh, he left the social security system, uh, and he went around without a driver's license, no registration for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if he's still doing that, but it's a fascinating topic. Probably starts... pulled the plates off of his vehicle too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no plates, nothing. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, you really got to know your shit to be able to play that card though. Like mm -hmm. you've, you've got to be able yeah. to cite case law and you've got to be able to cite statutes and you got to be able to, and really know your shit. Otherwise you're just going to get taken to jail and your car is going to get impounded. You know, right exactly great, full disclosure like full yeah, disclosure like don't do this dude. tomorrow you're yeah. free to walk you know right um and it's so it's something like i still haven't deregistered my vehicle i haven't taken the plates off of it i have canceled my citizenship right so i am what's called a state citizen or a u.s national right so i am a citizen of the land not of the corporation. Right. Um, but I still really try to minimize my interaction with, with authority. Right. right like, sure. I don't, I don't want to talk to the cops. Right. And the fact that I have the right to drive without a license plate is great, but I go to work and I'm, I'm either in the woods all the time or I'm making money. Right. So that I can be in the woods all the time. And the last thing that I need to do is argue with a police officer for three hours every day on my way to work. Right. So right. I pay my insurance. I spend the $185 to register my vehicle so that I don't have to worry about it. Right. But that's mere convenience is what that sure. is. Sure. Um, but I was done being a part of the system, right? Like I don't, I don't pay taxes. I don't, I don't fill out a W2. I, 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 I don't vote. I I'm, I'm what I call a political atheist. Um, right, right. I I don't subscribe to the 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 two party policy. I think that we're taught about the left wing and the right wing. They try to get the right wing mount at the left wing, the left wing mount at the right wing. Nobody's talking about the head of the bird. That's that's the one doing everything. You know, right. 
I believe in self-governance and, uh, you know, what I want is to be able to enjoy my experience however I see fit without creating harm in someone else's experience. Um, and so as long as I'm allowed to do that, like none of this stuff really matters to me. And people are all up in arms about, you know, a, a, a pandemic or World War Three or like, talking about they stand with this person or they stand, you know, and it's like, it's all, bull it's all bullshit too. Yeah. How fast do we forget? You know, two years ago, it was like, dude, screw big pharma, you know, screw big government. And then like, they released a couple of videos of people falling over in China and now they're like, Oh my God, government, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Right. And right. It's like, we just forget so fast. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, even if you extrapolate that to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, like, I don't know what's going on. And I went but I went pretty hard a couple nights ago on a live video because I saw so many people that were speaking out against the covid narrative that they had finally woken up that it's bullshit. The media is lying to us to so then. Oh, but this time they're yeah. for sure telling me the truth. Yeah. I'm like, guys, what <laughs> what are we doing? And that's how I see like. I, I people get real triggered about like World War II, for example. That's something that r really intrigues me. And then learning about uh, blood type and 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 this whole Rh negative thing that we were talking about, and learning about you know, I, I was taught that World War II was about Hitler trying to 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 perpetuate and save this thing called the Aryan race, right? And the Aryan race, I was told, was these blonde haired, blue eyed. Uh, whatever right shout and, out shout out yeah and well and then I, I i find out that there was this lady that uh worked with hitler that was called madame blavatsky right uh -huh. yeah and blavatsky yeah. was a channeler and she did all kinds of other things but one of the things she talked about was the five mayan root races okay and so she said that we are the fifth iteration of these these root races that the Mayan wrote about and that they all lived in these different epochs. And, you know, that kind of ties into the Yugas as far as like the I, I think that's a Hindu um, ideology. But like there were the Polarians originally from Polaris. Right. And they were totally etheric. And then there were the Lemurians. Right. And then there were the hyperboreans and then there were the atlanteans right and each one of these seeded the next one so the polarians seeded the lemurians who seeded the hyperboreans who seeded the uh the atlanteans who seeded the fifth root race which was called the aryan root race okay so when someone tells me that they that, that someone was trying to preserve the aryan race Okay, I don't hear blonde hair, blue eyes. I hear the original human genome, right? right? And then I started reading about how Hitler spent all this time in Antarctica, right? And and potentially found some technology or encountered uh, some beings down there. And I don't believe that Antarctica is an island. I think that it's more of like a wall or a barrier between uh, things that are on the other side. And so if he did figure out how to get, you know, two, which I believe is through, he totally could have encountered some people who were like, listen, this is what's going on over in your Petri dish. Right. Yeah, sure. and, which think about extraterrestrial extra territory. Right, right. And now as soon as I'm a question, everything guy. Right. But as soon as my brain starts doing that, people start going, Oh, you're anti-Semitic. 
right? Or all right, of your sure. denier, right? And so it's something that like can't even be discussed rationally. Um, but like I think that I don't know, that's that that's part of the problem. And it, it's like, okay, so they lied about 9-11 and they lied about Vietnam and they lied about this and they lied, but they told us the truth about World War II. Right. You know? Kind of like what you're saying about the Ukraine thing. It's just like, so how are you going to say this is a lie and this is a lie and this is a lie? But this one, they they for sure told us the truth about. Because what my mind tells me is that the only thing that we know for certain is what they told us is not the truth. Right. right? And so exactly. it's a very intriguing subject for me. And unfortunately, it is. it's not something we can research. Yeah, it, it is, man. And it's, uh, and you know, I, I've been asked that uh, same question about you know flat earth like ah, who cares if it's flat why does it matter i'm like well it, the shape of it is really not the core of why it really matters the core of why it really matters and extrapolate this into all topics that we ask why is it's about the lie so if you can figure out that they're lying about one thing in my opinion all trust should go out the door at that point and then it's right. our job being a higher conscious being uh, a half of a creator, if you will, or part of the creation, we should have this ability to want to question what Absolutely. we're told, right? That's why they call it his story. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's right in front of our face. <laughs> you know, whose story? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I want my story. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, to, to build on what we were talking about earlier with, with the, the um, birth certificate and maritime law and how we're all trapped in this and corporations. So a lot of people don't know this. I'll show this. I'll show this so people can see. You probably won't be able to see it. But if you still have checks, right, I'll, I'll hold up my checkbook. You won't be able to see it. But that right there is your signature line, right? If you look at it closely, it's not a line. It's words. And the MP that's next to that line stands for microscopic print. And it says authorized signature only. Authorized signature just repeats itself. Because your signature is what bonds you to this contract that you're, that you're in from birth. And it, it's so intriguing to me when you start looking at it, you start asking questions about these, what, what might seem minute to some people. Uh, but they're very deep. Like these are deep questions that you're asking. And I feel like a lot of people, and, and maybe we're in, in an age uh, part of great awakening. And, and, and that, that's like, all like, you know, you say great awakening and they're like, Oh, whatever Q guy. I'm like, okay, no, it's just a, a, an observation that I think a lot of people are starting to ask more questions, but then it's like, I feel like we just relapsed a little bit with, cardboard cutout guns in Ukraine and yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, so now they're regressing because, you know, I, and my core beliefs, man, I, I, I believe that as human beings, especially in our country, like you have the right to do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you're not hurting somebody else. And, and I fully understand. And we've talked about it on our show that, that professional sports is the, is the circus part of bread and circus, right? I get it. I understand that. Uh, and I, and I enjoy, you know, watching my, my teams to an extent. It, it, it never affects my, my day-to-day -day life. Like I root for my team. They lose, ah, whatever. I still got to go to work. I still got to do this. I still got to take care of my family and seek this higher knowledge. But, you know, I, I look at, cause I'm a big hockey guy and I look at what the NHL was doing with wanting to ban Russian players and, and they should be, uh, their contracts should be gotten rid of. I'm like, listen, 
whatever this is, whatever's going on, the flag behind me, whatever it may really mean, used to stand for or should stand for, at least in this country, just as a human being. You know, maybe even forget the flag, just what we what we all believe we have a right to is that that stuff's not okay. And there's people that were adamantly against putting people who are unvaccinated in camps. They're like, oh, that's that's horrible. That's wrong. But then they're like, you know what? If you're Russian, fuck you. I'm like, yeah, I was going to say, but that's not racism, right? Yeah, right. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) Where did we get? Where'd we go? It was like two weeks ago. Jesus, criminy. Um, It's off the rails, man. It really is, man. And it's. It's. I think it's a part of the reason that, that kind of drives the 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 fire behind our show is is having these conversations and asking these questions and digging for the truth and then sharing it with other people and getting out of our own way and breaking down these preconceived barriers that we were taught since we were kids, right? Like right. when you when I first introduced the topic of flat Earth, whether it's flat or not, whatever, for sure not a ball, for sure not a spinning ball, right? You introduce that to somebody and they're adamantly upset about it. And then you have to ask yourself, what? Well, like, what? You got no skin in the game if it's not a spinning ball. The only reason you're pissed off is because you've been indoctrinated for so long. Yeah, it means and their, whole, that, their whole existence is a lie. Yeah. And it's, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for a lot of people to be like, oh, wait, I've been lied to forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you think about it, man, it's like, I, I had this conversation with my grandma um, who I thought was going to totally reject it, you know, but it's like, okay, so we're taught that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour, right? right. While we're revolving at 66,600 miles an hour, right? While this whole ball that's doing this is hurtling through infinite space at something like 800,000 miles an hour. Right. Right. I think it's just like, a million or whatever. Yeah. But, but, but buildings aren't flinging off of this thing. Right. Because there's this freaking invisible force called gravity that 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 holds everything down, but it's not strong enough to hold a helium balloon, you know, is is what Eddie Bravo brings up. Right. And I said to my grandma and she's like, yeah, I always kind of wondered about that. You know, that never really made sense to me. <laughs> and it's yeah. like so there's always that question for people like I don't feel like I'm spinning, you know, right. but we're just right. taught not only to not think about it, but to ridicule people who, and it, like it, it, the first example I can think of, of like flat earth shaming was in, in history class where they're like, yeah, back in the 1500s, you know, they thought the earth was flat, you know, and they use it as like this. They were so, uh, so primitive right. and so stupid that they thought they were going to fall off the side of the earth, you know? And so that was when right. it started for me. And I'm like, yeah, how ridiculous is that? Like they thought the earth was flat, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but but then you could go, yeah, but they could also build cathedrals that we have no idea how to build. Right. Or or healer organs. Just blow my mind. I'm not sure. If <laughs> yeah. Here. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Like, we can't build them and we don't know how to use them. People play them. And they're like, oh, it's for church on Sundays. You know, <laughs> like we have no idea how to build them. And then like the the mosques and stuff that you see in 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 Russia and in the Middle East and stuff. And they're like, right with all the spires and everything on them, you know, it, it, it blew my mind studying, uh, Orgone and Organite, uh, another character that's had a very big impact on my life was Wilhelm Reich. Um, and 
he 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 studied orgone which basically every culture has written about it's just called different things it's been called chi and ki and and mana and prana and hitler called it vril you know i was taught that it was called ether right by researching uh yeah. tesla yeah. and so to find out that like these orgone accumulators that i was building right what we needed was a piezoelectric spire right that would that would draw this orgone in you need to have piezoelectric compounds and you have when you look at organite like most of the pyramids have a little copper wire that's wrapped around a piece of quartz that goes down through the bottom of it and then if it's good organite you're going to have piezoelectric compounds that are going to draw that energy down through it and your higher vibrational crystals are going to be up top and your lower vibrational crystals are going to be on and that's going to create this this almost like suction that's going to bring this organ energy in well these spires that we see in all this ancient architecture, they all have a piezoelectric core, right? And this isn't just in the old world, like Tartaria stuff, like in Egypt, all the obelisks that they had all over the place, right? right? They all had piezoelectric cores. They all had a copper plate that they sat on. That copper plate always sat on a water battery that was connected by a network of conduit, right? They had an electric right. grid. And just like in all the Tartaria stuff, they, there's always a fountain, Right. Yeah. There, there, yes. There's always a fountain. And so these old buildings, right, were designed to just pull this shit right out of the sky. Yeah. So that it could be utilized. And, you know, when you look into to the world fairs and like, oh, they got all the power from uh, Niagara Falls. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's really easy to be like, okay, well, that makes sense because we've got the Hoover Dam and like that goes all the way to LA or whatever. Um, but like, doesn't it make more sense that they just pulled the shit right out of the sky? Yeah. Like, isn't, isn't that easy? Kind of like the, the whole people spend all this, do these mental gymnastics trying to justify gravity, right? Which is a theory that's been around forever that still can't be proven, right? Doesn't right. it make more sense that we're stuck to the ground because we're heavier than the air that surrounds us? Like, isn't that yeah. easier to wrap your mind around than like all this, this, this spinning and this invisible yeah. force? Wh and which like, is, which is demonstrable and repeatable and yeah it's easily provable and right? you right. don't you don't need science you don't need to have a degree in 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 physics or anything you it's just like well this apple's heavier than air right so it's gonna fall but because some dude like a thousand years ago is like and puts his joint out and an apple falls and hits the ground he's like you know why that apple hit the ground dude <sighs> he's like because we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour right <laughs> like it just I, I can't make it work in my head, but people that's a sword that people are willing to die on because that is the reality that they have built that, that, that they didn't build right. A, a reality that was built for them to exist inside. And they are afraid of creating new realities, which is why I can come off kind of abrasive in certain conversations because I'm kind of of the belief that a big part of my journey here is to shatter these paradigms or these realities. Absolutely. Because Step one to creating a new reality that's more favorable is destroying your current reality, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And so somebody that's stuck in these thought patterns that's unhappy but refuses to do anything different, like sometimes all it takes is for you to be like, listen, just listen, right? This is what you, you think, right? But does this even make sense to you, right? right? Like, does any of this stuff that you're clinging to make sense? Does it feel right, right? It, right here in your, in your, in your gut. Does this feel like the truth to you? And once they can start to go, wow, maybe some of this shit doesn't make sense. All of it starts unraveling and it's kind of scary at first. It was scary for me, right? When I realized that everything was a lie. It's terrifying. 
And but but then you can start to populate this void, right? Because then all of a sudden you realize you know nothing, right? Which is the most it, that's the best feeling in the world is just I don't know shit, right? Because now right. there's all this shit to learn. Yes. Right. And so yes. that's that's the, the the first step as far as a, a, a wake up or a, or a drastic change in one's experience is to just stop accepting the current reality. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And as we get to the end of the show, I do have a question I wanted to ask you or something to spitball at you with, with the, uh, is it the PA piezo? Yeah. Piezo. Um, P-I-E-Z-O. P-I-E-Z-O. Okay. I'm going to write that P-I-E-Z-O. Cause I want to, I want to do a little bit of research on that myself. Uh, but before I ask you that question about the, the world's fairs, like, and, and somebody had asked me this cause um, we were sharing this information uh, about the the Tartaria and the mud flood and the world's fairs and stuff like that. And, and somebody asked me from my perspective, they said, okay, as an electrician, if you look at a fair, let's just say the, the one of the earliest fairs, I think it was a Chicago fair was the earliest one. They said from, from a, a tradesman's perspective, is that possible to do what they did? And I said, well, listen, this is just my opinion through the research that I've done. And I hate to give opinions on a, a logical fallacy, so a position of authority, right? Because I'm an electrician, I know more than you, which, you know, it holds some weight at some point, right? But I don't know all of it. I don't know everything. But I said, based on what they told us we had available at the time and how much power they were pulling with everything being lit up, physically and humanly impossible. Right. Because you have... If we, if we believe history, right, if we believe what they t they tell us that they had at the time, you're talking minimal wire, minimal sized gauge wire. Everything has to have wire to it. Your transformers, manpower, installation, troubleshooting, and the time that they told us that they did it and then they tore it down and then just moved it and did it again. They said it's humanly impossible. There's There's no way because in today's trades, I mean, I'm sure you know that there's there's human error. There's miscalculations. There's, you know, people just doing something that, that uh, oh, I thought I was supposed to do it this way. Now we got to change it and that creates more time and change orders and all this stuff. So no, dude, it's not. It's if I were to think of it at the time, you know, like you said, oh, we got it from Niagara Falls. Okay, water generates electricity. I get it. All right, sweet. But then I really think about it. Like how many like light bulbs they had rocking? There's no way, dude. There's absolutely, absolutely no way. No way. And I'm not an electrician, but from a construction standpoint, I know what it takes to develop land, <clears throat> right? I know what it takes to get material to a job site. I know what it takes to turn that material into something. And, and if one trade falls behind, all these other trades can't come in behind them, mm -hmm. right? And there's, there's absolutely no way that that land could have been developed in the amount of time that these, these things allegedly went up, much less land developed and then structures erected and then yeah. all of the the yeah. electric ran and everything and that amount of time there's 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 no way you know with no earth like movers at the building. time <laughs> i mean there's yeah that's what i was gonna say you're doing this with horses and buggies right supposedly right there's just that's about as convincing as like egyptians putting you know thousands of pounds of block on their back and packing them across the desert like it just yeah right you can't make it work in my brain you can't no for sure for sure man and, and let me ask you this question and we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up so the piezoelectric crystal that stores electricity or, or stores an electric charge 
Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a capacitor. Um, so essentially, the flux capacitor, or just a capacitor as in itself is is it's a it's a it's a it's a um, piece of material that is used in the electrical industry for different things. What it does is it stores electricity. So at any given time when you run, let's just say, you know, you have copper wire that goes to um, a box and then in that box, you, you tie it into a fixture, that fixture powers a light. If I turn the breaker off, power is no longer there. The bulb's not storing electricity. If it has something called a capacitor, that capacitor will store electricity if I turn the breaker off and you have to discharge the capacitor before you can touch it because it'll fuck you up. Okay. So, so my question is, and, and you might not have the answer, but maybe something you could look into and I'm going to look into it myself. Cause I didn't know this about the piezo is that because you had mentioned earlier, like your hard drives are made of crystals, a type of crystal. Right. Uh, I mean, would it be out of the realm of possibility that capacitors are made of a type of piezo crystal? Absolutely not. I mean, I don't know anything about it, um, but there are only so many things that can hold a charge effectively, right? right? You have you have water, and there are things that you can do to water, like like add salt to it that can help it uh, hold a charge or transfer charge better. Um, you have metals, but metals are better at 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 transferring than they are than storing. So unless you're going to have like a large like coil in there right where you can create you know more room for this and i don't even know that that would do what you would need it to do um but crystal technology is in absolutely everything and when you go and you hear about like lights in the desert and shit like that right people get all these mm -hmm. photographs like these big flashes of light where nothing should be there i think that that is just energetic discharge from like shit under the earth whether you believe in plate tectonics or or whatever things are moving underneath us all the time i mean like the trails move and this is something that's something that is kind of a podcast in itself but like i've documented went down to the steps like where these trails are and like trails move i spend more time in the woods than i do in civilization and like ev everything is in motion absolutely right. everything and so mm -hmm. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. There are things moving underground that are pressurizing these piezoelectric crystal deposits and, and discharging this energy, um, which is what I think a lot of those lights and phenomena that happen in the desert are, is there's just such a high concentration of piezoelectric compounds out there. But I would, I would assume, you know, you know what they say about assumptions. Um, we all got them, baby. But I mean, basically all technology is centered around crystals. I mean, whether it's the display on your TV, if it's, yes. if it's storing information or transferring information or processing information, then it's a crystal. Right. Like, period. Which is what makes things like the Mitchell Hedges skull so intriguing. If, if that's something you're not familiar with, you should definitely, definitely look it up. Mitchell Hedges no. was like the, he was like the real live Indiana Jones. Right. And he, he found this, he says he found it. There's a purchase record from this. That's a really, really deep rabbit hole. There's a sure bought it from the Smithsonian. He said he found it in like a, in like a Mayan city down in this, in, in this big cave, but it was this, this crystal skull that was a, it was a perfect replica of a human skull. And it was, there's no tooling marks on it. So it wasn't carved. Um, 
even under wow. a microscope. Like it wasn't carved with a laser. The best, the best way they could come up with that this thing was created was with rock salt and a rag, right? And it would have <laughs> taken like two thousand years of consecutive rubbing. Just keep rubbing, um, baby. Yeah, well, exactly, and that's like two thousand <laughs> years of twenty-four hours. Like, okay, I'm going to bed now. You rub it, and, All right, and, rub, and rub, rub. <laughs> being able to create this perfect skull. But there was like over a thousand pictures that were taken of like images inside this skull. There was uh, thousands of noises that were created that this skull was making. They would immerse it in this alcohol solution that had a similar buoyancy, and lights would start to go off in it. Wow. You take an infrared camera and dude puts his hand on the table and it's like 55 degrees. And then he puts his hand on the crystal skull and it goes from like 98 degrees to like 115 degrees. Wow. Right. And what they were saying was that it was friction. The heat was created by friction, which was a byproduct of energetic transfer between the skull and the person touching it. And so wow. the skull was allegedly this supercomputer. Right. Wow. Which sounds really crazy. It's like, oh, that's 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 too far out there, you know, but then you realize that that's all of our that's that's what your computer is. Right. It's just a crystal. Right. Yeah. It's and an, so an LED crystal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fascinating, man. I mean, it's a LED, right? Light emitting diode. The your your TV screen are diodes that turn on and off. Those diodes are made of crystals. Right. Liquid crystal, crystal display. Yeah. LCD. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's all crystals. It's all crystals. Man, this has been fascinating, dude. We definitely want to get you back. We're going to have you on the main show, and we'll, we'll schedule that in the future so we have a little bit more time. You have a little bit more notice. I know I kind of sprung this on you. Um, but this was awesome, man. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you if they want to reach out to you and ask you some questions and, and how they can support what you're doing. Right now, I, I just live on Instagram, dude. Um, if anybody has ideas they want to bounce off of me if there's a, a question i can try and answer or whatever I, I i answer all my dms um sometimes it's not immediate but i always make time for it i i do this because i think that these are conversations that need to get had and um even if what you want to do is reach out and tell me i'm an idiot and you want to argue about some stuff like i think that's important too i think that debate is something that is missing from today's society and we all want to live in these echo chambers and it's not conducive to growth so um reach out i'm hatter underscore will underscore happen on instagram uh t with the hatter is the name of my podcast uh so keep an eye out for that that will be coming soon um other than that man i really appreciate the uh the guest spot on your platform and the opportunity yeah. to be heard by some new years. And uh, this was a lot of fun. Whenever you want to do it again, you just let me know, man. We'll make it happen. Absolutely, dude, for sure, man. I'll say bye to you uh, as soon as I end the broadcast here, man. So that's it for Big Country, the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy podcast. Um, tune in uh, tomorrow night. We have a live show on the Roku channel, the Patriot Podcast Network. It's going to be the launch party, so it's going to be a lot of fun, 8 p.m. Central Time on your road clue exclusively. So signing off, man, we will talk to you guys on the next one. Be good to one another.